0: Welcome to The Power of the Cross with Special Guest Minister, Lauren Larson. The number one spiritual
1: weapon that you have in this case is prayer. We talk a lot about prayer. The one thing that we don't do is take time to pray. And I'm not talking about when you get behind your car and you're driving to work and you have five minutes and you say, oh, Jesus, help me. I'm 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 I, do that. Please do that. If you if you're not doing anything else, do that. But prayer is something that we have to develop. It's something that we have to work at. Prayer is work. Prayer is spiritual work. And we have to discipline ourselves to pray. And most of our praying is not for other people, it's for ourselves. Oh, Lord, help me in my finances. Oh, Lord, help me in my job. Oh, Lord, help me to love that unlovable person that I hate. Lord, help me to... Right? But this prayer is intercession for someone else. Can I say this to you, and I want you to know the effectiveness of prayer and believe in it. Every time you lift up the name of that person that's out of the mind of God and out of the will of God, and you lift up their name in prayer, the Holy Spirit moves on them every time. Every time. Lord, touch my daughter who's not living for God. He does it every time. Lord, touch my son who's left the faith. He'll do it every time. You may not see the effects of it. You may not see what they sense and what they feel. But somewhere in that day, that you've lifted up their name, God the Holy Ghost is going to attach himself to the memory of what that young man or that young woman or that person that you know, whoever it may be. When you began to pray, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to tear down this mindset that has come upon these that I love. Let me tell you something. There is nothing. Here's your spiritual weapon, number one. This is something you yield. This is something that you have to put into effect. And it's prayer for that individual, praying against the very thing that has attached itself to them. You're not fighting flesh and blood. You're fighting powers of darkness, princes of the power of the air that has affected their heart and their mind. And the Bible tells us that our weapon, which is a weapon of prayer, is working. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. If we ask anything that is his will, we know that we have whatsoever it is that we ask. Ask, seek, knock you're going to have to go ahead and just make it a place of prayer and a time of prayer. I went through some circumstances in the last year where I wasn't really sure what God wanted me to do. So I started something. I already pray in the morning. I get up early enough before I go on the program, and I spend time praying to God about certain things. Uh, and, and But I found out that there are times in our lives when we need to up the ante, when we need to spend a little bit more time praying and seeking God about certain things that are important to us. And I was happening to go through one of those last summer, and, and I took just a half an hour, 11.30 to 12, every day that I was home or at work, and at, during lunch from 11.30 to 12, I prayed and asked God about this one certain thing. Now, it took about four months before I got my answer, but the answer came. Every day, every moment that I asked God about that circumstance, He was. He didn't tell me what the answer was, but He was working it out for my good. He was working behind the scenes. And I didn't see, and I didn't know, and I didn't understand what He wanted. But after four months of that, I realized that's too effective not to become a part of my life. And now, instead of just praying for the things that I need, even though there are plenty, uh, there are things now that I'm praying for, and some of them are loved ones that have turned away from the reality of the faith. They've turned away from the cross, people that I've known and loved, and they've, well, I don't think that. and, And I know what's happening. There's a spiritual battle going on for them. And so it's time ladies and gentlemen that we take our opportunity to lift them before God in prayer seriously and not think about prayer but make a concerted effort I challenge you tonight if you've got someone that's out of the mind of God or not out of the mind because none are but out of the will of God and they're embraced in something you are fighting a spiritual battle go to war in prayer they'll never hear you they'll never see you but the one that can do something about it will hear you, will see you, and he will move. And Paul says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Prayer moves God to move in your circumstance and your situation. I know that's not as exciting as you doing it yourself, but God will make it happen. God can make it work. Prayer is still a spiritual weapon. Secondly, the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide asunder from the soul and the spirit. So when you have the opportunity to say the word of God next to the ear of that young one or that loved one, you should take the opportunity led by the spirit. You don't preach hard and hit and attack and all that. I wouldn't suggest that. That would mean that you just have one meeting and they never come back. But if you can implant the truth of the word of God into their heart and into their mind, let me tell you something, the Word of God itself will keep them awake at night. And you couple that with prayer. And thirdly, here's your most powerful weapon, the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I wish somebody was Pentecostal in here. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. What are we? What were we baptized with the Holy Spirit for so I could go whoop and speak in tongues or run around the church? Well, sometimes I do that. But the baptism, Baptism with the Holy Spirit is for service. It's for attacking the powers of darkness that are holding captive loved ones in the sphere of the spirit world. I don't just get baptized with the Holy Ghost so I can say I'm fourth generation or first generation Pentecostal So what? I've been baptized with the Holy Ghost to do spiritual warfare, not to brag about my progenitory or to brag about my background. God filled you with the Holy Ghost so that you could do something for him in his kingdom. So quit sitting down on your laurels, get up, and begin to pray and ask God to give you the anointing of the Holy Spirit when you speak the Word of God to your loved one. It's the anointing anointing that breaks the yoke. I said it's the anointing that breaks the, I said it's the anointing that breaks, it's the anointing that still breaks the yoke. It's not these fleshly maneuvers and fancy statements and progressions of the church. It is the word of God. It is prayer. It is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus did. I guess it worked for him. He'd look at demons and say, come out of them. He'd look at men that were overwhelmed by sin and say, follow me. And the power of God would convict. He'd look at blind Bartimaeus and others and say, it's according to your faith, be it unto you. And blinded eyes were opened up. He operated in spiritual, powerful weaponry that worked through God and through God's will. Am I making any sense to you? And you've been called to operate in the same realm, you and I. So if we ever hope to see the hearts and minds of men turn toward the true gospel, we need to start relying upon these weapons. Last of all, look at verse 4, the second part of it. To the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Notice how much of this is thinking, wrong thinking planted in the hearts of men. Watch. We pull these down. We cast down imaginations or reasonings. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Ideas that aren't scriptural and bringing into captivity every thought. Do you see this? What's happened to Johnny and your loved one is that somebody planted ideas that he started to embrace and they became, listen now, they became strongholds of Satan in their minds and in their hearts. Strongholds. Now that's, this picture, this imagery is warfare as Paul understood it, but I I need you to see this. Strongholds are fortified defense positions, walled cities. In the hearts and minds of our loved ones, Satan has created a walled city around the heart, around the mind. You see it? Paul is saying that what we're coming against are fortresses in the hearts and minds of men. That's why the Word of God, prayer, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit is the tool by which these things are to be pulled down. Now, I I, want to give you some hope here tonight, and, and this is one of the things I want you to see. What Paul talks about here is you and I laying siege... To a stronghold.
0: Thank you for listening to The Power of the Cross. We pray this message is a blessing to you. You can access our sermons at GrenadaChurch.com. We also ask you for your financial support in helping us reach the world with the gospel. You can donate to our ministry by secure means at GrenadaChurch.com and click donate. Now, back to the message. What does that mean?
1: A siege is when the people inside the fortress dwelling in the fortress, have an outside army that surrounds them and cuts off their supply of food and water. And listen, there has never been a military siege done correctly that failed. And God has equipped you to lay siege to the hearts and minds of people that have been affected By wrong teaching, wrong direction, and wrong thinking. They're held captive in their fortress. You know, I always thought about the devil attacking me. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. When God brings us into the knowledge of this weaponry, then he's going to, through God, pull down strongholds. The fortified cities that have been created around the hearts and minds of men, we can't see them, but they're there. They exist. They can come down. By a person that's equipped by faith, hope, love, and praise. By a person that's operating in prayer for that other person in the will of God, in the Word of God, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You can pray anointed prayers and tear down those strongholds that are opposing the people from hearing and understanding the truth. You can God is equipping us as the church to march against the gates of hell. This is my church, and it will march against the gates of hell, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Don't you understand that you are not a victim, that you don't have to just lay down and quit, that you don't have to just let these people go? Start laying siege to the heart and the mind of that loved one. Get that in your mind. Get that in your picture and march around the walls of that Jericho. Start pulling down the strongholds by using the weaponry that God has given you because your weapons are mighty through God to pull down the strongholds, to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Do you understand that their thinking is wrong because demonic spirits and flesh have combined to create a stronghold, but God is sending you out from this place tonight not to let one person that you know uh, go the wrong way and keep on going the wrong way. You've been called to do war. You thought you were just coming to church and I was going to make you happy with a good message. I'm calling you out. I'm saying strap on your spiritual weapons and start to lay siege. Now listen, laying siege takes time. This is not drive through McDonald's and get what you need and go home. This is, this is something you're going to have to commit to laying down a siege. And some siege are over in 20, 30 days, you know, it, it, it works. But other sieges, uh, that in history, they would take years. Can you abide in faith, hope, love? That long, can you keep tearing down the stronghold in the name of Jesus until you see the defenses of that individual crumble in their heart and mind? One back to the Lord, will you commit to going to that extra place of prayer and saying, "Lord, I'm spending half an hour for little Johnny. Johnny is going to die lost if you don't get into his heart and in his mind and Satan has created a stronghold and Satan has created a Imagination and he's not thinking right, but in the name of Jesus. I take authority over the powers of darkness. In the name of Jesus, I believe your word is going to break through the hardened shell of that mind and their heart. In the name of Jesus, I ask that the Holy Spirit bear witness to that mind and that heart. In the name of Jesus, send someone besides me to witness to them. Lord, I believe you're going to do it. I don't know how and I don't know when, but you're going to get it done because you You have sent me to lay siege around the heart and mind of these individuals, and I'm going to see strongholds pulled down, imaginations cast down, and everything that's not of God in their mind cast down to the ground so that they can receive the love of the truth. Wow. When I, that's, that's why this message to me is so important, because I've got some people in my, in my circle that I have determined I'm laying siege to their heart and their mind. I'm not giving up. And I don't care how long it takes. I hope it's shorter. But if it's not, I'm prepared for the long term. I'm prepared to lay siege. Are you prepared to lay siege to that loved one, to that husband, to that wife, to that son, to that daughter, to that uh, church member, to pull those things down until every thought is brought into obedience to the things of God? You have the availability. Stop feeling sorry for yourself and feeling as if it's lost and feeling as if you can't do anything. You just haven't done what you can do yet. I'm not here to beat us up. I'm trying to equip you to say, yes, it can be done. And I'm not preaching something. I'm not living. I've got loved people, loved ones that I need to see strongholds tore down. And every day in my personal prayer, I'm praying for them. And I'm spending extra time. Sometimes these things get into your spirit so much you'll wake up in the middle of the night and say, Jesus, tear that thing down. It'll be right in your spirit, right at the top. Of you Jesus, tear that thing down. And you know what? I just came to encourage you tonight. If you lay the proper siege to that heart and that mind, and you don't quit and you don't give up, you have the best chance of seeing them yield themselves back to the truth of the gospel. The ability to win the hearts and minds of men back to the gospel is in our hands. Number one, we must not rely upon the flesh. Number two, we have to know what fills us up, faith, hope, love, and praise for the journey because it's liable to be a long one. And then the weapons we use have to be things that most people aren't using. The truth of the Word, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and the prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. And then you got to... You got to settle in for the long term. You got to say, I'm not quitting. I'm marching around those Jericho walls until those walls fall. Because my weapons are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of the strongholds. Paul addressed the church at Corinth to those that were still opposing him. And he said, you might say I'm walking after the flesh, but I got news for you. I'm laying siege to your hearts and your minds until this that you believe that's wrong is eliminated, and the Corinthian church is pure once again. You might call me a fleshly preacher if you want to, but buddy, those of you that have attacked me, those of you that have belittled me, I am laying siege to your heart and mind until you see the truth. And it's truth you know that'll set you free. Will you commit tonight to being a warrior Will you commit tonight to laying siege? Will you gather hope and faith again in your heart and not just let loved ones go off into hell eternal and say, it's time for me to take these weapons that God has given me, just like Paul did, and surround the hearts and minds of people that you know. You're the one that can as you trust in him. Our weapons are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I believe you right now. I believe you right now for the people that's in our hearts and our minds. Lord, right now, we combine our faith together as a group. And in your heart, I just want to speak. I want you to speak the name don't have to say it out loud it's nobody else's business speak the name whose heart whose mind has been stolen from the truth by the enemy in your family what child has yet to succumb to the gospel speak that name and say lord they're coming in i'm tired of not believing that they can be saved they can be changed I don't know who was praying for me, ladies and gentlemen, but somebody in my family was praying for me, and God showed up. Right in the middle of my drugs and my alcohol, my lostness, somebody tore down a stronghold that surrounded my mind, and God the Holy Ghost made entrance to that heart and that mind. Let me tell you something. You can make a difference in that heart and life, and I didn't come to scold you, but I came to encourage you. I didn't come to rebuke you. I came to instruct you. I came to try to cause you to have hope that God is and will and shall do the work. Say the name of that person or the names in your heart right now. Stand with me if you would. I believe that God can do it. I believe he can do it for you. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, we take authority over the powers of darkness that have attacked the hearts and minds of those that we're thinking about, each one of us, in our own right, in our own place, in our own mind. Father, right now we lay siege to the heart and mind of these people that we love, these people that need the truth, these people that have been blinded by the enemy, these people that have not seen what they need to see, or that have left the truth, or have never known the truth. Right now we We lay siege in the spirit world to that heart. And in the name of Jesus, we call down those strongholds. In the name of Jesus, we cast down imaginations. In the name of Jesus, we attack the high things that have exalted itself above the knowledge of God. And Father, we ask that their mind be clear. And that the word of God would gain entrance into that heart, into that spirit, into that mind. And that we would see it, Lord God that we would see it in our lifetime, that we would see the fruit of our effort and the fruit of our faith and the fruit of our prayer as it goes through you to tear down that imagery, that power of darkness that has surrounded and attacked and held them captive. We choose tonight to lay siege upon the enemy until he crumbles in in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. 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 There is no other name above that name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord. We come against those strongholds, In the name that is above every name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you feel it? Do you sense it? Do you believe it? Do you sense it? God's calling you to wage war. And you won't lose if you don't give up the siege. If you won't lay low. And don't quit. Don't stop. Keep believing until it's done. Pastor. Hallelujah hallelujah. I know it's a challenge tonight, but man, I need you to get this. I need help with this myself. So I'm preaching to myself. You can join me if you want to, but God has somebody in your life that needs you to be a warrior and needs you to take these weapons and needs you to know how to be strengthened so you can fight the good fight of faith.
0: A long time ago, a Roman jailer asked the important question to the Apostle Paul, must I do to be saved? Paul's answer was immediate and to the point. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. We have to realize that our sin separates us from God, and the Bible teaches us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, what did God do about this? He made it simple. Scripture says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, and whosoever believes on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. If you'll just take a moment and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Accept him as your Savior, resolve in your mind to make him Lord of your life and follow him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength as long as you live. If you've made the decision for Christ today, we would love to hear from you and send you a free Bible. Send us a message to info at grenadachurch.com. Thank you once again for listening to the power of the cross. If you have prayer requests, questions, or comments, email us at radio at grenadachurch.com or send them to the Lighthouse at P.O. Box 2441 Grenada, Mississippi 38902. That's P.O. Box 2441 Grenada, Mississippi 38902. God bless you and have a wonderful week.